0: Welcome back to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. Uh, This episode will be my first time, uh, really my first opportunity to share the current season that I am in. And um, I wanted to provide a little bit of some background in order for you to understand the point where I'm at right now. Uh, Prior to being married, I was in a waiting period for about seven years. Uh, We will get into that in a separate episode, Um, but I am happily married, and I've been married for about three years, a little bit over three years at this point. I got married on December 20th, uh, 2015, and the first year of marriage, which was 2016, Uh, My husband and I, we decided not to um, attempt to conceive. Um, We wanted to get to know each other a little bit better, get used to living together, um, save some money and travel. So the first year was a really great year for us. Uh, We did lots of traveling. um, We did a lot of adjusting, a lot of learning. um, And that year was a really good year for the both of us. in a lot of aspects. The second year of marriage, we decided that we wanted to concentrate on buying our home. And so we did a great deal of scaling things a little bit back, uh, saving, and um, decided to really focus on um, attempting to, to purchase a home and wait a little bit to um, attempt to conceive and get that process going, and we decided at the end of uh, 2017, we would uh, start looking to um, conceive. Uh, 2017 was a really hard year for us. Um, My father, in that year, had open-heart surgery, um, and his surgery took place Uh, a day before my birthday. So it was a really tough, uh, season for us, for our family, for our church family, uh, for extended family. Um, also both of my husband's parents, um, were sick in 2017. And so we had a lot of times where we were kind of in and out of hospitals and, um, visiting you know my in-laws and visiting my father while he was in the hospital Uh, and towards the end of the year uh, we did attempt to begin the process of trying to conceive and we were not successful and one of the good things that came out of 2017 was that we um, purchased our home and that was a great end to a very very difficult year for us. Um we ended the year um purchasing our home and uh celebrating our anniversary and it was a good time. You know, it was a good time period, a good season to kind of relax uh, because we went through a lot in the year of 2017. And then Q in 2018. <laughs> 2018 was a really challenging year for the both of us, my husband and I. Um, in 2018, we were the ones that were hospitalized. Uh, I had a kidney stone. Um, my husband had some challenges um, of what we thought was um, possibly um, a stroke, and it was not thankfully, but we had a lot of stress um and I think that kind of bled over from the previous year and in that year, I also lost grandparents on both sides of my family, I lost my grandmother on my father's side, and um the beginning of the year in the latter part of the year, I lost my grandfather on my mother's side my Mother in love. She was also sick. She ended up um, being in the hospital twice in 2018, and also my father in love had surgery. Um, So there was a lot of going on, a lot of stress. Um, I I had started a fertility uh, medication, which is called Femara, and that did not work. Um, So a lot of stress, a lot of weight gain. Um, I started having some symptoms of PCOS and I didn't realize at that point that, um, those were symptoms of PCOS. I just thought, you know, everything that was happening was due to the stress that I was going through in the past, you know, couple of years. Um, and so I really wasn't paying attention to the warning signs that are common, um, and commonly found with women who suffer with PCOS. Uh, so when Femera, when, when the fertility medication um, Femera was not working, uh, we decided to try something new and we uh, tried Clomed and I got pregnant the first round of Clomed and did not know that I was pregnant. So the first week of 2019, Um, I was in a great deal of pain Um, I remember in the morning I was in a meeting and things I could feel that I was in pain um, but it was getting kind of progressively worse and I uh, was fearful that I had another kidney stone and I was really upset because I was like you know I've been doing a lot better with my health you know really good with drinking my water and I was like I can't believe like I have another kidney stone um so I went to the ER and they found um that I had a cyst on my ovary which is a common uh, side effect with Clomid, and I also found out that I was pregnant and I was in total shock um because in my mind I didn't anticipate getting pregnant in the first round, um, utilizing Clomid, and uh, two weeks prior to the hospital visit, I thought I had my menstrual cycle. So there was in my mind no way that I could be pregnant because I just had my menstrual cycle. And although all of those things were looming, you know, in the back of my mind, I was excited. Um, after about a year of trying to get pregnant, I was, you know, finally officially uh, pregnant. And um, I know that my husband was also um, very excited um, because we have been, you know, we're trying for so long. Uh, The challenge was, you know, I didn't really feel pregnant. Um, I had some symptoms. I had some nausea. Um, but you know, women who are pregnant, they usually say, you know, you just, you feel pregnant. And I did not really have that feeling. Um, I was excited. Um, I was exhausted. I was tired, but I think a lot of that had to do with the pain that I was also going through, uh, with the cysts, with the ovarian cysts, uh, the following week. Um, so that would have been the second week of January. I. I began to have a miscarriage. Uh, Doctors believe that I was roughly five to six weeks, um, and this is what is deemed as a chemical pregnancy. Uh, For those who don't know, a chemical pregnancy is a term used to describe a very early miscarriage, which occurs uh, before the fifth or sixth week of gestation, and it's before the fetus can be visibly detected on an ultrasound. Um uh, chemical pregnancies are believed to affect about 75% of pregnancies that end in miscarriage. So the doctors really assured me that it's something that happens um often and not to be worried, um, and just to really you know, really remain um positive. So after over a year of trying to conceive, I had to deal with the harsh reality that I miscarried um and it was difficult it was difficult not only for myself not only for my husband but for our families um one thing that i realize is the impact that infertility has on you know your support system and i'm very well aware of the impact that my journey has had on my family, my friends, my church family. Um, It's like everyone is going through it with me and they are, you know, being as supportive supportive as they can be um, without overstepping their boundaries. And so when I think about the different subject areas that I could have decided to discuss on this first episode dealing with infertility, God really dropped in my spirit grace. Grace is defined as simple elegance or refinement of movement. It is courteous. It is goodwill. From a biblical um, perspective, grace is a gift that is given to us from our Heavenly Father, and it's given to us through Jesus Christ. The word grace, Um, as it's used in in scripture, refers to enabling, the enabling power of Jesus Christ, the spiritual healing offered um, through him, through his mercy, through his grace and his love. Uh, In this journey, I had to not only rely on the grace of God, but to give myself grace, uh, to give my husband grace and extend grace also to others who may have said the wrong thing along the way. God's grace is really what carried me through um, one of the darkest hours of my life. Uh, I often say, you know, having to go through the experience of uh, my father going through open heart surgery was the darkest hour. Um, it was a really, really difficult time period for me and my family. Um, I still remember that season. It's like sometimes if I think about it, I can see myself just still sitting in the waiting room, um, still having you know, that anxiety of, okay, what's to come and what's next? Um, what are the doctors going to say? And that was a really dark hour in my life. But there's nothing like the fear that, You may not be able to conceive. It can be crippling. It can be demeaning. And to be honest, it can be just plain scary. I had to offer myself grace as I began to gain a crazy amount of weight in what doctors believed was PCOS and or a hormonal imbalance. Um, I had to offer myself grace in the mornings I did not want to leave my house to go to work or to just leave my house, period, to be honest. I had to offer myself grace when my clothes did not fit anymore and when I was too exhausted to even work out, which are all symptoms of PCOS. I had to extend grace to my husband and realize he did understand how I was feeling and that he was also going through this season. I had to extend grace to people who made comments like, We weren't even trying once they announced that they were pregnant, or when they would say things like, When are you gonna have a baby? What are you waiting for? Not knowing months earlier. That I had a miscarriage. So, yes, grace. Grace is the word that comes to mind first when dealing with this journey. You have to rely on God's grace and do your best to remain gracious. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9. It says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. It says, my grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient to carry you through whatever season that you may be in. It may not be infertility. It may be that you're dealing with something totally different, but the scripture confirms to us that his grace is sufficient for us. It continues to say that his power is made perfect in weakness. So when we are weak, he is strong. You may be in a season where you feel like you're at your weakest point. You may feel that you are in a season of dry dryness. Understand that God's power is made perfect in your moments of weakness. He will get glory in your story. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it, but his power is made perfect in weakness. And it continues, the verse continues to say that that, that we boast, even more in our weaknesses so that Christ's power will rest on us and that's really the real reason why I want to talk about infertility is it is a weak point for a lot of couples it is a weak point for a lot of women but in our weakness God is making us stronger in our weakness he's getting glory he's Shedding his power over us, and we need to rely on that. You may feel weak at this point, um you know being invited to back to back baby showers if you're trying to conceive uh those who want to be married, maybe this is the season that you're receiving all those invitations for bridal showers for weddings or bachelorette parties and all those things. You may be wanting to purchase a home. And this is the season that everyone's having a housewarming party or they're purchasing um, their homes, and you're seeing the pictures on social media. Others may be celebrating promotions or graduations, and you wish to be in their shoes. Remember, His grace is sufficient, and His power is made perfect in our weaknesses. Again, his grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect in our weakness. So rely on his grace in this season. He promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. His grace will cover you in this season. Remember to give yourself grace, to give your partner grace, to give grace to others as they're you know maybe making comments that You know, sometimes it's not really coming from a bad place. Offer and extend that grace to them in this season. His grace will cover you in this season. Thank you again for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph, or on Facebook Master Mentor and Minister, or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.